0: Cue the fancy intro music. I'm Lisa Robin Young, and this is Creative Freedom, empowerment for creative entrepreneurs, where can-do inspiration and how-to education collide to help you own your dreams without selling your soul. Creative Freedom helps you end the hustle, define success on your own terms, and build a profitable, sustainable business doing more of what you love and less of what you don't. I'm so excited you're here with me today. Let's get started. Happy New Year to you. Gosh, since the last time we talked, I've celebrated Christmas and New Year's, and my birthday was this past weekend. I just turned 45, and I remember in my mind's eye when I was. 13 or 14 years old and my mom had just turned 45 and I said dang mom you're getting old and she said just wait until you're my age then you'll understand and it dawned on me in my recollections that my youngest son is about as old as I was then and I'm turning 45 and I don't feel old so okay ma I hear you I I got I got the message loud and clear some 30-ish years (laughs) later. (laughs) Oh, parents. Oh, Today is a second episode in our collection of conversations around the business lessons that I've learned in the last 25 years as a creative entrepreneur, both online and off. And today I want to talk to you about a concept that I've been teaching since I pretty much started coaching, You, as a creative entrepreneur, are the most important product that your company has to offer. The premise behind this concept dates back to when I was working with direct sellers. And if you know anything about the direct selling industry, we had tens, if not hundreds of thousands or even millions in the cases of companies like Mary Kay. Tens of thousands of consultants in a company selling the exact same product for the exact same price out of the exact same catalog or website as every other consultant in the company. So there was no point of distinction. There was nothing unique from one consultant to the next, except for who they were and what they brought to the table. And so I began my career as a coach telling these people, if you want people to pick you and buy from you and join your team instead of their cousin or their neighbor down the street or somebody else who's selling the exact same stuff at the exact same price, so there's no way you can compete with those things, then you have to be compelling. There has to be something about you that gets them to want to say yes to you. So you are the most important Quote unquote product that your company has to offer. And you're not listed in the catalog, you know, but you're the one thing, you're the one product that goes with you everywhere you go. If you go to a sales meeting, if you go to a networking function, if you're in the line at the grocery store, if you are having a recruiting conversation, any event or activity that you're a part of, you always have you with you. So, You are the most important product that your company has to offer. You need to be promoting that in a way that represents your business appropriately. Now, again, you are not the business. I've said this before. Your business is an extension of who you are. It's an extension of yourself, right? So the business is a piece of you, but you are not the business. The business at some point has to be able to function most of the time without you. That's something that we work towards when we are solopreneurs and we're juggling all the things and we're wearing all the hats. But you represent your company everywhere you go to anybody who knows that you're in business. People are going to buy into who you are and what you stand for and why you do what you do. That is the core of what building a brand is all about, especially as a creative entrepreneur. There are lots of painters. There are lots of singers. There are lots of doctors and therapists, and there are lots of different creative entrepreneurs. Why should someone choose you? At the core of it, it's you. Your stuff may be amazing, your offers may be great, but at the end of the day, most people are buying what you're about. When you say Virgin, Virgin Mobile, Virgin Galactic, Virgin Airlines, I don't care which chapter of Virgin you're looking at, you're thinking of Richard Branson. Branson is the face of Virgin. Even today, if I say Apple, Steve Jobs is the name that comes to mind, not Tim Cook, not even Steve Wozniak. And he was Jobs' partner right at the beginning. Why? Because Jobs positioned himself to be the face of the company. Everywhere he went, He was espousing what it meant to be part of the Apple family. Everything he said, every time he appeared in public, every time he stepped up to the podium or did a presentation or met with community leaders, it was as Steve Jobs, the head of Apple. And so Apple and Steve Jobs became synonymous, just like Virgin and Richard Branson are synonymous. Even though those people are different and they did other things besides their companies, we still see that company and that face as intertwined. So if it's true for big companies like Virgin or Apple, how much more true is it for you, the solopreneur or the micro-business owner, the creative entrepreneur who's at the helm of this thing that you're growing? The stories that you tell, the image that you craft, and the brand that you build all around your company hinges on you, period, if I say, Creative freedom in this community, people don't see my VA's face. They see me in their mind, which that's what I want. So that's a good thing. When people are talking about your industry, when people are talking about the types of creatives that do the work that you do, is your face coming to mind? If I talk about rich, happy, and hot, people who've been around a while immediately think of Marie Forleo because that was the brand that she built her big empire on. She did a lot of different things. She did live in the moment early on and very few people remember that. And now it's Marie Forleo's B-School. And what does she say now at the end of every video? She says the world needs a special gift that only you have. So when you say those things, you think of her. She's done a very good job of positioning and branding herself to those ideals. And that's what I want to talk about today with you. This idea that while we may not be buying you, we're buying into you. What do you stand for? What do you represent? What are you all about? And I gotta tell you, this is a big lesson that I have learned over the years, not just to espouse to my clients, but for myself. You know, if you go back over the last five seasons of creative freedom, you will see that the video production values and content, things have evolved over those years. And then last year when I was traveling, it was a very stripped down, low budget kind of look. And I got my first comment on YouTube. If you go back to one of the last episodes of season five on the YouTube channel, somebody posted a comment about, Hey, the content's great, but could you angle the camera a little higher so that we're not looking up your nose while we're watching the video. And the, the first reaction that I had was, wow, You're more concerned about the video than you are about the content that I'm teaching. And then I realized what they were trying to do. What they were really saying wasn't, hey, fix the camera. They were saying, hey, I'm used to your content looking a certain way. And this doesn't jive. What gives? And so in the comments, I said, well, you know, we've been traveling this season. And so sometimes we only have a limited amount of time to set up the camera and run with it. And Oh, we have to do something in one take or two takes and we don't have time to adjust the camera again. And if the camera really bothers you, I'm sorry. We'll try to do better next time because really that's all you can do. You can only do what you can do. And one of the things that I say a lot is do what you can as you are able, particularly if you are a creative entrepreneur who's dealing with capacity constraints like chronic illnesses or disabilities. You have to be even more mindful of your limited capacity limited capacity is not an invitation to beat yourself up over what you can't do or try to keep up with the Joneses and run yourself ragged. Remember, this is about building a business that works for the way you work, defining success on your terms, which means you got to get real clear on what's really important to you and what really matters to you. Which by the way, if you don't have that clarity yet for 2020, please do yourself a favor and jump into the Rising Tide. Go into our learning library. It is free, 100% free. And download or access the Dream Blazing Workshop pages. Do that work. It's valuable to you. It's going to give you crystal clarity, not on what you think should be important to you, but on what you truly believe is important to you, your life, and the things that you want to have happen in it. Dream Blazing helps you focus on personal goals, the things that matter to you first and foremost, and then helps you build your business in a way that supports those goals. For example, one of my goals this year is to have a living wage from just recurring income. So a living wage in Mississippi is about forty-two dollars to $43,000 dollars. So I wanna earn about $43,000 just from my leveraged programs this year. And I haven't done that in the past. So that's a goal for this year, which means I have to put my focus there. Now, why is that one of my goals? Because by creating that kind of leveraged income, I can step away from having my hands in the business all the time. I send an email out to my audience Uh, just a few minutes ago, as a matter of fact, explaining that one of the big changes this year is that I'm putting a moratorium on accepting new applications for the incubator and I'm eliminating portable coaching. And the reason why I'm eliminating portable coaching is one, it hasn't been very profitable for me. I've had a handful of people go through it periodically over the years. And instead, I am rolling email coaching into the apprenticeship program. So people who join the apprenticeship program will have email access to me to get their questions answered. Um, And because it's a year-long program that supports them, I want them to have that kind of access. I want them to be able to get their questions answered as we're going through the program. So it makes sense. But in order to add that feature to the apprenticeship, I have to let go of it somewhere else because I have a capacity limit. There's only so much I can do. So we're getting rid of portable coaching as it currently exists. Now, this is not the first time I've done something like this. I let go of the apprenticeship for several years. I think we launched it in 2012. I think we ran two iterations of it. And um, they were beta tests to see how, how will this fly? How will this work? And I got real clear that I wasn't in a position to do more of the things that I wanted to do with that program. So we tabled it. And we're resurrecting it seven years, eight years later, as a completely re-envisioned program. Now what we're doing is a rolling curriculum. So we're using what's called the cycle of excellence, and we're teaching these four different concepts, mindset, money management, business management, and marketing. So all the aspects, the core aspects of what you need to get your brain around in order to have a profitable, sustainable, successful business doing what you love, these four things. We're gonna teach micro lessons in rotation. So week one, we'll talk about mindset and then the next week it'll be marketing and then the next week it'll be money and the next week it'll be business and we'll keep rotating through those throughout the year so that you keep your skill level up in those areas and you're constantly flexing those muscles so that you're building a complete solid foundation underneath yourself as you're building your business. But I couldn't have gotten there and I hadn't started with something that I had to table for a while. So we put it on a shelf. We did some other things like the incubator, which gave me some insights into the way people work, gave me some more insights into constraints around time and energy and resources that people might have and helped me flesh out. How could we do this in a way that's really going to be valuable for people? So that's one of the things that's going away is portable coaching. The other thing that I'm doing is curbing Incubator applications. I have a handful of people in this program. We don't work with a ton of people in the program to begin with, but we've been doing this now for three and a half years. And what I've noticed is I am so invested in these businesses that I don't have time for me and I don't have time for my business. And that's nothing on them. That has everything to do with how I'm not so great sometimes at prioritizing my time. I get excited about helping these people make money and do work that they love and and do it in ways that work for them. And so in order for me to have a healthier relationship with my business, I needed to put up some boundaries. And one of those boundaries was I'm not going to take on any more incubator clients for a while until I figure out some of the leverage points. And so I'm going to keep working with the clients that I have as long as they want to keep working with me at some point in the future, I will open the doors to the incubator again, but not until I have a handle on this leveraged income piece, because I need more leveraged income to have the freedom to be able to focus on giving people the real attention that they deserve to, to help their businesses be healthy and still have time for me Because that's what this is about. It's building a profitable, sustainable business, doing what you love, more of what you love and less of what you don't. And I love working with people. I'm also getting married in July and I love my sweetheart and we want to travel and we want to do things. And because he's a teacher, he has summers off and I can't have a 12 month coaching program if I'm going to take summers off. So I have to do some remodeling of things in order to build something that works for me. So one of the things that I encourage my clients to do regularly, but at least once a year is to go back and look at all the offers that you've created and had available for sale over the course of the year. What's worked really well? What hasn't worked worth a poop? And the stuff that hasn't worked, what of that are you willing to let go of so that you can double down on the things that have worked well? or to create space so that you can try some new things. That's why I'm letting go of portable coaching. That's why I've got a moratorium on accepting any new incubator clients. That's scary for me because incubator has been profitable, but it hasn't been sustainable. It's made up more than 50% of my annual revenue for the last three and a half years to shut the door on bringing in new clients is a little bit scary because it means well what happens don 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 if the clients don't materialize don 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 well then i have to make some other decisions and so that's why i'm giving myself time this year to really look at how do i want to structure this what are the actions that i'm willing to take and it's one of the reasons why i needed more free space in my mind to be able to focus on me and my business. Now, I have an amazing assistant. She works really hard for me and for my clients, and I love her to pieces. And there are things that she's not able to do that I have to do or I have to find somebody else to do, and that stuff takes time and resources, and that is why I've had to pull back in other areas, and that's the other reason why I want leverage, because with more leverage, I have revenue that I can hire someone else to do this stuff. I have revenue that doesn't require me to have my hands in the middle of it all the time so that I can look at growing the organization to be more effective and serve more people. And then it becomes this self-perpetuating joy of, hey, we're making more money. We can hire more people. Hey, we're making more money. We can hire more people. We can serve more people as we hire more people. And that's really my goal. If I have to bring people on, I want it to be in service of my clients because that's how business in my mind should be done. You're hiring people so that you can help more people and you're helping more people by hiring more people. It's a symbiotic relationship, if you will. But that's why we come back to you being the most important product that your company has to offer. And the sooner you get clear, crystal clear on who you are and what you're about and what you're trying to bring to the world, the easier it is for you to number one, market things. And number two, know which offers to keep and which offers to let go of. And number three, speak to an audience who gets you, who 100% gets you. Uh, And this is so important that over the next year, one of the things that I'm going to be sharing a lot more of is the journey of uncovering and sharing your messaging. Like I send emails And some people read them and go, wow, that's really good. And and I've been writing copy for many, many years. And even still, there's a lot I don't know. And I've gotten some things wrong. And I see people go out and model things that they think are amazing, only to find out it's not working because it's not working for the person who put it out there in the first place. And they didn't know that. They just tried to copy somebody else. So this year, one of the things that I want to do is get real granular in my messaging and share not just the messaging itself, but the mechanics behind it, the ways we've come at this stuff. And I've got a couple of really brilliant copywriters that I'm going to be bringing to the table for conversations with you guys in the future about these things. And so be on the lookout for that because I'm super excited about it because it's going to be a great learning opportunity, not only for you, but for me as well. And so you'll get to see not only how to apply it to your business, but how I'm applying it to my business in almost real time. And you'll be able to see what are the results, what is happening. This is one of the things that came to me as I was looking at my year-end numbers, and I'm gonna be doing a year in review, annual review blog post on the blog. Uh, I do that every year. I think I've been doing it for 11 years now. Uh, this year will be no different. Um, and that's gonna go up, next week. But in the process of writing it, obviously, one of the things that I do is go back and look at the numbers. I look at the metrics. I look at the results. I look at what happened and what didn't happen and what I wanted to happen and all those things. And in the process, coming back to this whole, you are the most important product topic, I got clear that I wasn't clear. When I was at my most successful financially in the online universe, I was doing a lot more sharing of my personal experiences as they related to Uh, the business world. My very first blog, some of you have been around that long, was called Real Life Marketing. And I mean, it was stories, like I took my kid to the park and we saw this jungle gym. And then I would create some analogy about business and jungle gyms and playgrounds and all of that and create this teachable moment out of what was going on in my life. And over the years, I have pulled away from that model. Now I still share personal examples. I still share stories about what I've done and what I am doing. And I recognized, especially after a conversation with a copywriter friend of mine, that while I know my stuff and I know I know my stuff because I've been doing this for a very long time. There are times when what I'm teaching doesn't connect. It doesn't land for you because I'm so mired in the strategies of crafting good copy and, and telling a compelling sales story that I miss the obvious, well, you know, we're people and what's going on in the world right now? Lots of drama is going on in the world right now. Australia is on fire. I mean, on fire so bad that you can see it from space, you know, and that doesn't even count the scary stuff that's going on in our own country here in the States. There's a lot of stuff going on all over the world. And I recognize that my content sometimes doesn't even acknowledge it. And that's partly because I'm scared and I've built this brand about being courageous and being heroic and doing what you need to and making no excuses and all of that and being compassionate about your hustle. So for me, it was like, well, maybe I shouldn't be sharing this stuff or I don't really know even how to respond to it. So I ain't even going to try. And I think, that's normal. (laughs) Uh, I think a lot of people go through that. And as your brand elevates, people are going to look to you, whether you want them to or not, to have something to say about these things. Partly because they're looking for leadership, but also because they want to know you're real. And so some of that realness of the dirt and grime of my life has sloughed off the page to the point where y'all can't see it anymore. I've I've fixated on being just right instead of being real. Not to say that what I'm saying is disingenuous. I mean, I'm as real as I can be right now in this conversation with you, and I'm pretty real in every other conversation. And yet that personal, intimate piece has gotten lost in the how to brand yourself and how to build this and how to say no with class and all these quote unquote hot topics that a lot of other people speak about and share ideas on that aren't unique to me. And so I've basically just become another voice in the competitive landscape instead of staying true to who I am, owning my real honest to God truth and sharing that with you. Whoops. Yeah, it happens. But we don't always get it right, which is why I say, you know, in most cases, done is better than perfect because you can always fix it again later. You know, that video that is looking up my nose, hey, next video will be better. The next video will be a lot better because of what I've committed to in 2020. I put my goals together. I looked real hard at, if I want to make this happen, then these other things have to wait or be let go completely. If I want to do this, if this is what I want to be about, then I need to focus extra hard here and let these other things go because this is what really matters to me. So let me turn the tables and and reflect it back to you. When we talk about business models, and we did a whole episode on business model design and looking at that simple equation to help you build your business model, it starts with you. You plus why plus who plus what and how. And the you, why, and who are all at the beginning. They're all the internals. They're the most painful, difficult, hardest part of the process. You will probably cry maybe multiple times. And it's so important because that's where the clarity is. That dictates your what and your how. That dictates what you're going to sell and how you're going to deliver it every single time. And it starts with you. What do you believe? What do you care about? What do you want your world to look like? What do you want this year to look like for yourself? If you have the magic paintbrush, what in God's name are you creating out there? What are you doing to shape your world the way you want it to be? What are you doing to make your world a better place. And I say your world a lot because I look at the fires in Australia and I'm like, I can't do a fricking thing about that. But in my world, the world that I can touch and have a direct influence over, I can share these posts. I can tell people that it's up to you to make the decisions that are going to be more empowering. I can choose to direct my funds in different ways. I can choose to live my life in a way that models for other people the way I think the world needs to be. And I can do that without being judgmental of everybody else. And that's important. That's a real key distinction that you have to remember because not everybody agrees with your worldview and not everybody thinks like you do and that doesn't necessarily make them wrong. But if you want the world to be a certain way, What are you doing in your world to impact that change? And I know it sounds trite to say, be the change you want to see. And it's still very true because if you're not showing up the way you want the world to be, then you're contributing to the problem instead of the solution. It all begins with you, your core values, your beliefs, the things that are most dear and important to you, the people, places, and experiences that are most important to you. And I bang this drum a lot because we as creatives have had a lot of different people foist their ideas and opinions on us. Well, you should want this. You should do that. You should have this. You should be this way. Screw that noise. You need clarity. Clarity comes from knowing yourself. Knowing your values, your beliefs, your goals, the things that are supremely dear to you. When you have that kind of clarity, now you can make some decisions. Now you can talk to me about how you want the world to be and what you believe and why you do what you do. And that's the second piece of the business model, right? So if I'm a person who's tired of seeing creative entrepreneurs struggle and grasp or hit plateaus and still feel overwhelmed or underwater because they're still trying to do too much and don't have the supports in place to be able to make a good living doing what they love without having to hustle all the freaking time. If I'm a person who's tired of that and believes that there's a better way, then I need to show up like that. I need to show up saying, look, these are the ways that I've seen it done that works. These are the things that I've done that work. This is your sandbox. You get to play. There is no one right way. The one right way is the way that works for you. Period. End of discussion. But you can't know what that is if you haven't done the work. And that's why I say the most important product that your company has to offer is you. When I first was teaching direct sellers, one of the things I would have them do is a product discovery and they would take a product and they would get really competent and develop a lot of product knowledge. They could talk about how to use it. I mean, they knew their product inside and out. And when you look at the offers that you have on the table, the art that you've created, the classes that you teach, the music that you make, the dances that you do, the, the art that you've drawn, I don't care what your creative endeavor is. When you look at your output, And the stuff that you're trying to sell in the world. Do you have product knowledge? Can you tell me what it does, what it's for, how it works, how it was built, why people need it? If so, yay. But can you tell me that about you? Because you are the most important product that your company has to offer. You are the reason I do business with you. I know lots of really competent graphic designers and I'm about to marry one. And I chose someone else to build my website. Someone who is amazing. Tracy over at digital visual design is a freaking genius when it comes to understanding the entrepreneur and communicating that depth and that meaning visually on a website, on a book cover, in your branding work, any of your marketing collateral. Tracy gets it. Tracy gets me. And because Tracy gets me, I want to work with Tracy. I am marrying a Grammy nominated graphic designer. He was nominated for package design for an album that was really cool. I mean, it was really cool design. This guy knows his stuff. He teaches graphic design at the university. He is very competent and he gets me, but not like Tracy gets me. And that's why I hire Tracy. Sorry, honey. That's why I hire Tracy. And I hire her again and again and again because I have bought in to who she is, what she's about, how she works, why she does the things she does in the way that she does them. I am on Tracy's bandwagon 110%. And I always tell people she is worth every penny you invest with her. Now, here's the thing. Not everybody's going to agree with me on that. Not everybody's going to like Tracy's style. Not everybody's going to like the way that she approaches design. But the people who do love Tracy and will never let her go if they have their say about it. And that's what I want for you. I want you to have such clarity around who you're right for and why you show up every day. And what you really value and what is truly important to you, so that you can stand up in the marketplace and be that point of distinction, be that unique selling proposition to your right audience. And the people who don't get you, bye bye, see you later. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you, and let's carry on. Because there's room enough for the right people, and that's who I want in my corner. That is why, time and again, I say you are the most important product that your company has to offer. A couple of things in closing. Firstly, I have put together a compilation of 25 lessons from 25 years as a creative entrepreneur. And that post is over on Charlie Gilkey's blog at ProductiveFlourishing.com. I will put a link in the show notes on the website for that. Uh, This is one of a couple of the lessons that I've shared over on that page. I also shared mindset is more important than the mechanics, but 25 different lessons from 25 years of being a creative entrepreneur in the online world. Uh, Hopefully those will serve you. Uh, Be sure to check that out. Also creative freedom, apprenticeship, founding membership ends the 10th of January, which is this Friday. So you don't have a lot of time on that. Now Apprenticeship will still be open, but we've limited founding membership to 50 people or January 10th, whichever comes first. There are a few seats left. If you want one, hop in there. If you're not sure, reach out to me. I am available to answer questions. I am more than happy to do that. I want you to make an empowered decision that will support you in doing more of what you love and less of what you don't in the coming months and years ahead. So with that, I'm going to thank you very much. For joining me on my little diatribe and my conversation. Um, As always, hop into the rising tide. Get those free resources. Build yourself a business that matters to you so that the rest of the world can enjoy it too. And as always, for more inspiring stories, songs, tools, and resources to help you end the hustle, build a noble empire, live an inspired life without selling your soul, come see What's Shaken over at lisarobinyoung.com. You know you want to.